Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you for stopping by to listen to this podcast show, Mental Wellness for You. My name is Dr. Nicole Arcady, and I'm your mental wellness expert. I come to you with over 22 years in the field of social and behavioral sciences. This podcast was geared because I wanted to make sure to talk to my moms who are constantly working, doing various roles and tasks, and oftentimes forget to take care of our own mental health, to forget to put ourselves first and do those things that are necessary to ensure that we are able to handle the stressors of life. So in this podcast, you're gonna hear different interviews that I speak to various women and seeing what they have found to be helpful to help with their mental wellness. You're also gonna hear different topics and subject matters that are gonna be geared towards you all having mental wellness. So sit back, buckle up, and be ready for the experience of ensuring your mental wellness. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome to Mental Wellness for You. I am your host, Dr. Nicole Arcady. And I am excited today to talk with you about this topic of what what year are we in now? 2023? So I'm just wondering how many of you have made some New Year's resolutions or some goals for 2023 or said, you know what, I'm just going to be better. 2023 is for me. This is my year. How many of you have said that or something around that? Well, if you have, we are going to be talking about that today. What does 2023 mean? What is that? Working on me in 2023. Well, we're going to have this special guest that's going to talk more to us about what that term means when we say working on me in 2023. And so I hope you guys have all had a wonderful, fabulous weekend. And we're going to go ahead and get started as I bring in my very special guest as she comes on. Welcome, welcome, Pastor Shy. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm super excited. Like, this is my first podcast experience, but I'm super excited. And I'm so excited about you being interested in the idea of working on me 2023, because that is what we are doing this year. So thanks for having me on. No problem. Well, before we get started, let me go ahead and just introduce our guest. This is Pastor Shira Harris, who is better known as Pastor Shy, as you can see on there. And she is the pastor at Stan Christian Fellowship located in Fontana, California. She's also a licensed clinical social worker. That means she's able to practice therapy in the state of California. She is also an educator. She is a field coordinator educator at California State University of San Bernardino. Woo! Go Coyotes. (laughs) Yes. She is also the mother and she's also a wife. She does a lot of different things as our moms know. So she is the perfect person to come on here and just have this discussion with our moms about what does that mean when you say working on me in 2023? Can, can you tell the listeners, what does that mean? So I, you know, as a pastor and uh, one of the things that my husband and I do, so he's a senior pastor of the church. Um, and I'm, uh, I'll just throw this in. I am also known as no kind of first lady and we can get into another thing at another time. About okay. that, but but I think that the reason I say that and the reason I introduce that is because when we first started our church, um, mm-hmm. and it were a very small church, we first started our church, 
I have felt a lot of pressure. So you talk about like these different roles that we have. And mm-hmm. I do have grandma on that list now. Oh, I forgot. Dr. Arcade, Dr. Nicole. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just think that we get stretched in so many different directions. And so when we, when we decided to start our own church and it's mm-hmm. been years now, it's been like 14 years or so wow. that we've had our own church, but I always felt this immense pressure about like what I'm supposed to be. Right. Yes. Like what I'm supposed to be as the first lady, as the pastor's wife, because yes. not all folks for you folks that don't know, um, a lot of times in the more African-American culture, the mm-hmm. um, the the wife of the pastor is known as the first lady. Yes. And that just came with so much weight for me. Right. So, and so pressure. Oh, a lot of pressure. Oh, my word. Right. Like so much pressure about what I'm supposed to look like, what mm. I'm supposed to be. And I'm looking at your catchphrase on the back of your wall that just says, be your own kind of beautiful. Right. And I feel like, I feel like that's kind of what working on me in 2023 is. So for like the last three years or so, I've really been settling in and getting comfortable with like, I can only be me. Like I can only be me. And so in doing that, and I feel like also in being in so many roles, I was so prayerful about God, how do I, how do I embrace more? just being me and being mm-hmm. okay with that and understanding mm. that some folks are going to like me and mm-hmm. I'm not going to be other folks cup of tea. And it doesn't mean yeah. that I'm bad or that they're bad. Right. But that I'm just not their cup of tea. And so I was praying about that for myself, but I also, the one, one of the things that he kind of gave my husband and I a theme of the year was okay. working on me 2023. Ooh. And the theme of the year kind of coming in for our church was really about, I don't need you to be fixated. And he always starts it with me. So it was like, hey, Shira, this is how he talks to me. Um, Hey, Shira, I don't need you to worry about what your son is doing or what your daughter-in-law is doing, what your grandbaby's doing, what your husband's doing, or what even what people in your church are doing. Yeah. Because it's kind of like the airplane, right? Like Mm -hmm. they tell you, you need to put your own mask on first. Yes. You need to, otherwise you're no good to anyone else anyway. Yes. Yes. I mean, I love that when when you're saying, and and I love how you say how God talks to you because I laugh at people. I say, I don't know how, how God talks to you, but my guy has a sense of humor and he's very direct with me. Right. And so I love how you said he gave you that theme Mm -hmm. of working on me 2023 and how you asked him, like, what does that mean to be me? How do I embrace me? And, and I totally understand because I am a first lady. My husband is a Mm -hmm. pastor as well. And that pressure, and when you said no kind of first lady is the same thing I said. I'm like, I'm not first lady material. Right. Because That's I'm right. not wearing the big hats. I'm not doing all the things with the imagery, right, right. that you right. typically will have. And so I had to get comfortable also in that role. So I totally understand what you're saying, but I love that theme. And that's why we put it for the title, Working on Me 2023. And that's what God gave you as far as that theme. And then, and but, but... Something you said is you asked him, how do I embrace being me? So what does that look like? I'll tell you what, I've got a mouth. <laughs> let, let me just start by saying, you know, I heard um, uh, my husband's aunt was actually mm-hmm. talking about marriage. She's a very strong woman. And she was saying she realized after having messed up a marriage, right? After mm-hmm. having ended up getting divorced and now ha- being in a marriage that is a lot more healthy Okay. That at look at, at looking at herself, she said, I was not a wife. I was a knife. Ooh. And I, I just, I've always carried that with me. Right. Like after she said it, I was like, oh, geez. 
but mm-hmm. I have a mouth. And so one of the things that, and I've actually in my, in my prayer journal, I, I was kind of looking through and, and thinking, you know, what am I going to share with the folks that <laughs> when I'm talking with Dr. Dr. Nicole, but one of the things that um, God kind of brought to me in my prayer time was you are smart because I made you smart. Like you're intelligent. You have mm-hmm. intellect. Mm. I'm charismatic. Mm-hmm. So people are drawn to me and they mm-hmm. like me. Um, I have humor. I use sense of humor. Mm-hmm. I, I try to be very down to earth and transparent. Like I, I am really stepping into, this is just me. Like mm. I'm kind of corny and I'm funny and I'm, I'm unpolished. And I actually like that. I'm not polished. And unapologetic like, about it, which is amazing. Yeah, and I, I'm not quite there yet. I'm not quite unapologetic. Okay. No, okay. no, no. I am in my heart. I remember being a little girl. <laughs> okay. I remember I'm being a, me. I'm sorry. I wish I was more outwardly unapologetic about mm-hmm. it. Like I still kind of worry. What I mean by that is I still kind of worry what people think. I, I can okay. get me down. I can. But okay. I remember being a little girl and mm-hmm. I remember looking in the mirror and I was chubby and I wasn't like I was tomboyish. and mm-hmm. But I loved me, I remember this. I remember looking in the mirror and thinking, you're pretty, like you're pretty and you're smart and you're like, why wouldn't anyone love you? And I remember it was the first time I started to recognize that people, everybody didn't just love me and think I was the prettiest little thing ever. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh, she's chubby. Oh, like the critiques. Like I would just okay. hear them. The labels and things. Right. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, but I think like I'm the bomb.com. Like I, I didn't have those words back then, but like, I remember <laughs> thinking that. Mm-hmm. And then as I got older, I always remembered that I thought that, and I always did think it within mm-hmm. my own self, even when I was thinking about, should I even live anymore? Cause I did go through a period of time like that where mm-hmm. I was depressed. And I was thinking, I'm never going to get a boyfriend. No one's ever going to want to date me. I'm overweight. And this was before people were a lot more accepting of people just having whatever, looking whatever way, being different shapes and sizes. That was not what I grew up in. Yeah. Right. And so I took a lot of heat for that. But the whole time that I was self-destructing, I also at the two things can be true at the same time. I also was like, but I think I'm great. Mm. It's just, they don't. Yes. It's just, they don't. And so when I say in the last, like maybe three years or so, it's been around this first lady thing. I think maybe in the last 10 years, I've really just said, doggone it. I am sick of apologizing. Like, I don't want to apologize anymore if I'm not someone's cup of tea. And I had to look inside and say, but Shira, you have to be okay with the fact that not everyone is going to want to be your BFF, right? Like not everyone is going to, think you're funny or not everyone's going to want to be around you. Yeah. But you have to love you first. Yes. I mean, that's so important. Loving yourself first. Yes. It starts with you. But me me understanding, getting back, I'm sorry, I kind of got off track. It's okay. Me getting back to saying, I have to learn that I don't always need to speak on everything. Oh, so there's a lot of slow to speak. <laughs> and I wrote it down. I was like, you need to be slow to speak because here's the thing. My mm-hmm. husband can be on the phone talking to his brother. I'm side busting the whole time. <laughs> like I'm noticing this, like, mm-hmm. well, you know what it is. I'm like in their conversation and I didn't get invited. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My sister will be t- telling me about something. And I start telling her what she needs to do. Mm-hmm. My son, I'll, I'm the expert on everything. Mm-hmm. Dr. Nicole, I am the expert on everything, right? Uh-huh. And God was just like, even if you're right, 
You mm. need to learn to speak when I tell you to speak Ooh. because you don't always need to be heard. And I'm going to tell you, this is something I have been had to be working on when I was in grad school. Wow. I remember my instructor. So we have something called the field instructor. You're familiar with this, but mm -hmm. I was in an internship where I actually had a field instructor who gave me feedback and said, you have to, what you have to say is good. Like you've got good stuff to say, good stuff to share, but you have to decide whether what you're about to say is going to improve the moment. Ooh, if like it that. isn't, don't say it. I love that. And I have tried to live by that, but I it's like that. very difficult. And that's what I mean for me when I say, it, 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 there's many layers to it. We don't have time, but working <laughs> on me 2023 for me, is no, 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 no. Don't tell them what they need to do. I'm talking to you about mm. you. Mm. And even if they could wow. benefit from it, that's not, that's what we're, not what we're doing right now. Yeah. What we're yeah, doing yeah. is you're looking in your mirror. And so my prayer, and it always has been my favorite scripture, is Psalm 139, mm. 23, 24, right? Which is just search me, oh God, and mm. know my heart, right? Mm. Know my heart, because my heart yeah. is good. But the mouth yeah. is always yeah, yeah, yeah. So know my heart. You you know like, what, Shira? I'm I'm chuckling, and that's probably why we we clicked right away. So for those of you who don't know, um, Shira is a colleague of mine. And so I love the fact that, you know, just of what you're saying, and that one of the prayers that I used to say when I worked um in a governmental agency, I'm not gonna say which government agency, but let's just say every morning I would in my car would say, Lord, touch my mind and guard my tongue because I know I can be sharp and quick with it. Right. And, and I've always been an advocator. And so that has been my prayer that I mean, I just did every day because I didn't want to say something that was going to get me in trouble. And so I and when you were just speaking, what I kept thinking was stay in your lane. Don't look over here. You're running a race. When, if you're, if you're anyone who has ran track, I, I was a track, you know, I ran the 100 yards, well, 100 meters, we call it then, right? And, and I was strictly a sprinter. But when you're running your race, if you look over at your your opponents, it's going to slow you down. That that quick second you're looking is going to slow you down. They yep. tell you stay in your lane, focus on your lane, know what you already have, know who you are and what your gifts are and what your, you know, your abilities are. And you just do your best. Don't worry about what other people are doing out here because that's going to mess you up when you're looking around. But staying in your lane and focusing on what you have to do, right, is going to be so very is, important. And, uh, Nicole, that is so hard. Mm -hmm. Like, I, it, it just, it's when it, for me, I know it's something I need to work on when it doesn't come easy, right? Yeah. Like, I just, yeah. it is something that I have to go to. Like you were saying, you're in your car, you have to say, God. I need mm -hmm. you to grab a hold, right? Like <laughs> yes. grab a hold. And my husband always says, you know, your tongue is your rudder. Like it's mm. eating you. And and I, and it's, it's true. Like you, wow. and so it, the, the bottom line though, is, isn't this a difficult thing? Going back to what you started with was I have so many roles. You have so many roles. So many of your mm -hmm. listeners have so many hats that they're wearing. Yeah. I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm an educator. I'm a pastor. I'm responsible for people. Yeah. Like I am responsible to be a parent, I have to stand before, I, this is my belief, I have to stand before God and answer to the leadership that I, that I performed in or mm -hmm. I didn't perform mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. I have to stand and say, like, not blood on your hands, but blood on your hands. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, know what mean. Yeah, like, I I'm responsible, mm -hmm. right? Like, I am responsible. 
I remember my son is also a pastor. And I remember mm-hmm. that my son ran from that, ran from that. He's very young, but ran, 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 ran. I don't want to be in ministry. That's y'all's thing. No, no, no. <laughs> but when, when, when he finally came down to sort of accepting one of the things he said, was, I said, well, what, what was the running? I ran too. I get it. But like, mm-hmm. what was the, he said, because I am now a higher level of responsible for other people who are mm-hmm. looking to me to represent God. Mm. And that is, and, and I, it's true. Like you cannot, you cannot take these things lightly being a yeah. mom. Being, so with saying all that, it's like, okay, so when do I stay in my lane? Mm. When do I not speak? Having adult children, I think you probably are yeah. starting to enter into that. Like your role changes. Yes, it does. Right? It changes. And all of a sudden it's like before where you not only had a right to speak in, it mm-hmm. was your responsibility yes. to speak into that child's life. Mm-hmm. Now, in a blink of an eye, it's no longer your lane, Nicole. No. And now you're saying, but God, you're telling me just to focus. That's right. Just focus right here. Mm -hmm. And even I would even go a step further because I look at my daughter-in-law, look at my son. Now they have a baby, right? I think that there's even a point where God says, just Mm. don't say anything. Mm -hmm. He, this little teeny one-year-old, right? Like he needs to, I got him. You watch him, but you need to be, your responsibility is to be so in tune to my voice that you know when to speak into him, when Mm. not to, when just to pray for him, when to stay up all night interceding for him, Mm -hmm. and then when to enter in. I didn't necessarily have that insight as a parent, um, but I'm seeing it, I'm older, I see it differently now. Yeah, yeah, that happens. But I'm saying as your roles change, Mm -hmm. your lanes change. Ooh, and Ooh, I, 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 that's I a struggle that. for me. I mean, that's a struggle for me trying to figure out, okay, what is my lane now? You know what? And and so I'm going to go back to the, the analogy of racing. I also ran the 200. So for those of you who know about the 200, it's a curve and then the straightaway. So if you're in a lane, let's say I'm in lane five and I'm coming around that curve, when it comes straight, the lane changes. So you got to know which lane you're in, because I can definitely tell you when I was in college, I ran into the wrong lane. All I know is I came around that curve and I got confused because the lines are, are you know, they crisscross. And all I heard was, Nikki, get out my lane. Nikki, get out my lane. I'm like, what, what, what? I ran into my other, col- in my other, you know, what is it? Not colleague. What were they called? Teammates. Teammates. Lane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So knowing how to transition into the appropriate lane can and be you, very important. And you being in their wrong lane throws their game off. Yeah, and mine too. Yes. Right. Right. That was all so I'm hitting. Yeah, like, <laughs> right. Absolutely. No, and this yeah. is what I'm saying. So, like when yeah. I'm talking about like when God gave this to me, and I always tell our, our people in our church and the folks that that sort of come to me for counsel or whatever, mm-hmm. I I'm just like, look, anything that I share with you. Mm-hmm. first started with me. I can't yes. share it with you unless I've gone through it, unless I'm yes. looking at it. Otherwise, I don't really have a frame of reference and I don't yeah. feel confident, right, about yeah. what it is I'm sharing. So in that, I mm-hmm. have to look, I have to do it first and mm-hmm. then I can share my experience. Testimony, my husband just said this yesterday in church, like testimony is actually one of our strongest tools. Our mm-hmm. testimony is one of yes. our strongest tools because we've been there. So I'm in it right now. Like mm-hmm. I'm in trying to figure out, oh, now I have an adult child who used to come to me for everything. And now it, he's not even supposed to come to me for everything. Yeah. Like he, yeah. so it's trying to figure out those lanes, but understanding that I got to put my mask on first. Like I've got to get myself together first. Otherwise 
I'm no good to anyone. Yeah. And I don't care if I'm a pastor, if I'm a mother, if I'm a wife, if I'm yeah. the best educator ever. The bottom line is, is that I only have so much bandwidth. Yes. There's only so much bandwidth. And I matter too. And I tell Ooh. my students all the time. You like, better go somewhere, Pastor Shy. That that is my tagline. You matter too. Yes. And I tell you matter. And it's like, I matter. And it's for my moms. And I'm so glad you're saying this because everything you're saying is about self-care slash, I call it self-rescuing. You got to rescue yourself first. If you fall off and you, you white water rafting, you fall off into that, that water, you got to get yourself into that boat first before you can try to help someone else out. And so isn't it, isn't care it of you. And isn't it true? I mean, not to be a martyrs, not to be a victim, but many of us mothers, right? And then those, those roles branch out to everything else, yes. right? Many of us women, so even if you're not a mother, mm -hmm. women are nurturers by nature. Yes. And we take care of other people before we take care of ourselves in yes. most cases. Yes. It's just, it just happens. Like it's mm -hmm. not, we don't try. It just happens. Mm -hmm. But I find my, I have found myself being very resentful at times when no one rescues me mm. when I'm busy rescuing everyone else. Yes. And I just think that that's a real feeling yes. that just needs to be validated. Yes. Like, yes. It doesn't make you a victim. It just is what no. it is. Like I'm out here busting my tail for everyone else. And yes, yes I put myself on the back burner and I shouldn't. Yeah. And that's my choice. Yes. And I have to be responsible for that. Yes. But I noticed my husband doesn't rescue me like I rescue him. And he's a great man. And this is not, mm -hmm. my son doesn't rescue me like I rescue him. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of times I'm like, why isn't it reciprocal? Mm. But I wonder, I have to wonder if we really were in tune with what God was saying to us as women, even though he made us to be nurturers, mm -hmm. if he wouldn't say, but you try to be their God. And Ooh. that is not what you are, mm -hmm. which is why at one point, yes, I sent you to nurture. But at another point, you go over the line and you start becoming their God. Mm. Mm -hmm. And then you're doing it in your own power. So you no longer have the bandwidth for it. Yeah, because you're, you're right? exhausted. And, and I you're like exhausted. I like what you just said, because. You know, you're like, I'm rescuing everyone else. And then when when you're going through something and no one's there to help you out, then you can be build that resentment. Right. And actually, that resentment is an indicator that you're doing too it much. It right? is. It's, it's for us to pause and go, wait a minute, like mm -hmm. to do some self-reflecting. Right. And, and if we didn't have that, then we wouldn't be able to pause to say, OK, I need to change and do something different because I, I think this was. Oh, I can't even think maybe. Oof. I, you know, the time frame, I can't keep up with the time, but I, maybe about 14 years ago, I had to do a self-evaluation because I had the same perspective. I thought like everyone's calling me all the time. I'm always giving, 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 giving. But when I need to talk to someone, they're not there or mm -hmm. they'll talk mm -hmm. to me really quickly. And they go, oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, let me tell you about what happened to me. I'm like, wait a minute. I need to have reciprocal relationships. Mm -hmm. And so I literally stopped and said, what does that say about me? that I have such needy people surrounding me, right? I'm like, what does that say about me? Because so it's I a give and take first, type of relationship. Right? Yep. And then I said, from that point forward, I made, I don't want to say a vow, but I made a commitment 
that any relationships moving forward would be reciprocal, that I would have mutually beneficial relationships, that I would be a give and take, that, you know, I would pour into them, they would pour into me. It wouldn't be always me doing that because I realized something you said earlier, if you're a light, people are drawn to light and they pull on that, especially if it's in darkness and they're, they're not even realizing they're doing that. But you have to make sure you're taking care of you and recharging yourself to the source, right? Of what you need so that you can be available, but then you get to choose what that looks like. And you don't have to over, there we go. You don't have to overly extend yourself all the time for everyone. It's knowing how to have those boundaries. What you just said. It's so true that, you know, you just said something about plugging into the source. Mm -hmm. And the the thing I, I guess I just feel in my heart to share is that's the issue. Mm. Whether you're a woman, whether you're a man, it doesn't matter. But like for women, like mm-hmm. for people who are really like, how do I, how do I live this life in the most like, you know, self-care wellness type way? Yeah. yeah. I have to tell you, like, we're like our cell phone. And I said this yesterday, like, this is mm. just God. I just, it's like a cell phone. Like I, we have all these wires and I wish I had them with me, but like your chargers, you have, we have, I have a bag of chargers and they all go to something. Yes. And i I have a rule in my house. You don't move the charger bag. Like, don't, don't move it. I mean, it's all set up. Don't move it because yeah. my iPad, my phone, my watch, everything has to be charged. It only yeah. is going to go for so long. Yes. And it's only going to be efficient for so long mm. if I don't plug it in. And I said, you know, it's interesting. When I was young, I was a young person and mm-hmm. my husband and I were financially not well. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. there were times when we put $2 of gas in the car at a time. Now, if you can't mm-hmm. relate to that, God bless you. But most of you might be. I able, understand. Right? Yes. <laughs> and, and you just would never fill the car up. Only ludicrous, crazy people did that. Right. Because we need the money for something else. So yes. I was saying that there were times where we knew with our car, oh, it's on E. Oh, you still got 30 miles. Because we would yes. stretch how long yeah, you, could, you could go. Yeah, you knew. Know. Yes. Yes. Well, it's kind of this. When you see 10% on your phone, you start to panic because you know you're yes. about to be disconnected. Yes. So what do you do? You make sure when I leave here, I make sure I have a charger in my purse. There's a charger in my yes. car. There's a charger in the charger. Everywhere. Corner. There's a charger yes. in the office. Why? Because we know that we can only function for so long and be efficient for so long our, our, with our devices and our devices mm-hmm. around our life. So we make sure we don't go anywhere without a connection to the source that's going to keep us going. Wow. So if you run your car on E and see how far you can go, or if you run your, your phone on 10% and see mm-hmm. how far it'll last, one or two things are in play. Mm-hmm. Either you don't have a resource or you're just plum nuts. <laughs> one of the two. It's one of the two. Like it's one of the two. One of the two. You so get to choose. Here's the thing. When it comes to us plugging into God, mm-hmm. we like to run on E and see how far we can go. Ooh, and it's ow. either you don't have the source mm. or you're plum nuts. Mm. And we I'm telling on you. E. We're running on E and seeing see how, how far we can, can go. go. And then, mm. hey, let me throw a this in. And then we blame him that mm-hmm. he didn't keep his promise. Yeah. He's like, I can't. You're on the side of the road. I'm right yeah. here, but you're not as concerned about your connector to me being yeah. everywhere in every office in every corner yeah. as you are about your devices. So which mm. is your God? Which is your mm. God? Mm. And he does not like idols. 
And I, and, and for me, this mm-hmm. is just, this is how he talks to me. He's just like, yeah. look, don't come around here trying to blame me for decisions you make Ooh. when I have told you something different. Yeah. I have, if you can give me that analogy about the phone, but yet you still are not concerned about connecting to me every single day and yeah. getting filled up with the things that are going to keep you well, the things yes. that are going to help you set appropriate boundaries yes. that are not going to have you living in depression and living with anxiety mm-hmm. and, and not knowing which lane am I in? Am I running over? I mean, Shira, it's time to work on you. Ooh. Oh, that had to be really hard for a person who's used to always being there and rescuing everyone else. Just over here doing that and, and right, coordinating all these different tasks and, and focusing on everyone else and putting yourself on the back burner to have God say, no, I need you to stop mm-hmm. and focus on you. Don't worry about everybody. Else. I have them. Mm-hmm. I'm God. I, I'm the one that takes care of. I don't need you to help me out at all. Right. What do you say? Where were you when I created the heaven and earth? Where were you when I created the stars? Right. Where were you when I created the water? All of these things. He's saying, no, I need you to focus on you because he has a work for you to do. And if you run out on empty and you broke down, you're not going to be any good. Not only to yourself, but you can't even do what he's called for you to do. And I think a person needs to look to at false humility. Mm. Like how much do we get out of kind of being there for everyone and everybody. Like, yeah. Oh, Shira, she's helped me and this and that. And yeah. I know when I'm so tired and I know you're so great. It's like, we need to get a real sense of self. So we don't need that kind of false, mm. that, that false, Validation. whatever. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, I just, I, I, and when I'm, these are the kind of things that when I'm, I'm really right now trying to look in the mirror mm-hmm. and say, just, just Psalms 139, 23, 24. Mm-hmm. Show me my anxious thoughts. Show me the things yes. that are wicked in me. Yeah. Show me where I'm manipulating even myself. Mm. Yeah. Like show me me. Yeah. So that I can be the best version of me that you created me to be. And the best version of best us is not worn me. out, beat down, doubting themselves, thinking less of themselves. Like it's that little girl that looked in the mirror and said, I'm totally cute i'm totally funny i'm totally like yes what, and, and really believing that and not having it be be afraid that someone's going oh you're conceited like something yeah. what's up with you it's like you know what you're gonna think what you want to think yeah that that is the 49 year old shira saying yeah, yeah. like i don't know yeah. if even my 40 year old self could have mm-hmm. said that mm-hmm. if i'm being honest with you like mm-hmm. i don't know that and that's why I just always try to tell people in my life, whether it be my students, my family, um, people in my church, I always say, you know what? We are never going to be perfect this side of heaven. And you've got to let go of perfect. Like I yes. have to let go of perfect. Yes. It's an unattainable goal. Perfection is unrealistic expectation that you're placing on yourself. And it's going to just cause you to be distressed, depressed, anxious, mm-hmm. all of these other negative emotions. And so- I love what you just said is making sure that we stop and do a self-evaluation is so very important. I can recall a time where I was like, man, Lord, because he always had me holding up the mirror to myself and looking at myself and the Ooh. things that I needed to work on. I'm like, is there anything good that you like about me? At that point? I'm, like, I'm like, I'm doing all this work. You got yeah, me doing yeah, on myself, yeah, you know? Yeah. And so, but you have to be okay with doing that self-evaluation because it's not a negative thing. So, I mean, this has been amazing. And if I were to sum this all up, because a a big part of when we're talking about mental wellness 
is having that you have to have it's either physical wellness, spiritual wellness, and um, what's a spirit, mind, body, and spirit, right? I'm like, what is it? Physical wellness, spiritual, well, three-dimensional. Yes. So all mm-hmm. three of those have to function well yep. in order for you to be okay. And so we really talked about spiritual wellness and how when you are tapped into what you're supposed to be tapped in and plugged into the source, which is God, and getting the direction, getting the food and, and all the things that you need is going to help you mentally, right? You're going to be available. It's going to help you personally where you'll be, you, you'll be able to do those things that you that you enjoy to do and that you get pleasure from doing, right? That you get fulfillment from doing. But really, I mean, I'm just, there was a lot on here. I, I will just try to summarize Right. Some of the key points that you said, which is, you know, working on you for 2023 was doing self-evaluation, seeing those areas that you needed to enhance in or, you know, some things that you are doing well and still still maintaining. But a big part was that is being mindful of the words that you're saying. Right. I often would tell clients is I want you to think about is before you say something, this is when I would have when I do couples counseling is. If what you're going to say to your partner, your spouse, is it going to be helpful or hurtful? Yep. And if it's going to be hurtful, don't say it until you can get a way to reframe and rethink and, you know, a, a different way of how you want to say it. So it's, is it going to be edifying to a person or destroying? That's right. right. So looking in those types of things is what I heard you say is, you know, and making sure that you are utilizing self-rescuing techniques that you got to work on you first. You got to address your own needs before you can be any help to anyone else and be available to anyone else to do anything that needs to do to that needs to be done. I'm trying to think staying in your lane, right? And stop focusing on what everyone else is doing, right? Stay in your lane and do what you're supposed to do that is going to work on you and make you the best you that you can be because you're only one you. You're not getting another life. That's it. Sorry, not coming back, right? So it's what do you need to do to work on you to make sure that you are the best that you can be? Like it says behind me on my wall, be your own kind of beautiful. Kind of beautiful. And That's you right. get to define what that looks like and be okay with embracing who you are, no mm-hmm. matter what, right? Like one of my other phrases is I love myself flaws and all. We all have flaws. It's what flaws do you want to change? So then go ahead and work on those. But there are some flaws that you're okay with and just embracing that because it's a part of you. We're not meant to be perfect, right? It's the imperfections that make us so uniquely us and makes us, you know, just like you said, the quirkiness, right? Right. Individuality and who we are. So I just want to thank you so much for coming on and and just are there anything that you would like to leave our listeners with or where can they locate you if they wanted to reach out? So definitely uh, we have an app so you could go to in your app store or whatever your app mm-hmm. store is and uh, stand Christian fellowship. So you okay. can go and look at our app. We have a website that you could always get us on. Um, and so that's a good way to get a hold of me um, or get a hold of us. We're located in Fontana. We do have church in home. So we actually have our church in our home, but it's open. Mm -hmm. Like we open it to folks on Sundays. And Mm -hmm. so we're just excited about that. But I think what I want to leave everybody with is this. Mm -hmm. We're practiced at taking care of other folks. Mm -hmm. We're practiced at working on them every single year. right? (laughs) And that's okay. I'm not, there's nothing wrong with the fact that you really love your family and your friends and people around you and that you are a source for them. Mm-hmm. There's 
that is what you're here to do. Most likely mm-hmm. like you were put here for that purpose. We just don't want you to be so worn out. You can't fulfill your purpose. Yeah. So what I'm, what I'm here to say is this. And I, and actually pastor Mike Todd out of transformation church said this, and I just, I just got to give him the credit for it. Mm-hmm. Right. So he basically said, you have to create a discipline to make you important mm. and you're going to have to do it until you desire to do it. Because initially it's very hard to look in the mirror and see what yes. you see. Initially it's exhausting. Initially yes. it's kind of like what, what Nicole, what you said about, you know, is there anything good? Lord, are you going to show me anything good? Right? Like you get, because the thing is, is that the Bible says we're nothing but filthy rags without God. So you're going to see some warts. You're going to see some things you don't like, but it's getting over that hump. It's like exercising. Yeah. Like you don't initially love ex. I mean, if you do, okay, God bless. But most of us don't. I don't. But yeah. what are you saying? Bottom line, you have to create a discipline. Same place, same time, every day. Same place, same yes. time, every day. And eventually, when you start to see that that discipline is creating outcomes that are advantageous to you, it now becomes a desire. So we have to create discipline so that we then create a desire. And that desire will be to appropriately put ourselves first, appropriately. Yes. Balance, right? Because with all mm-hmm. things, it's about balance. Yes. But I have to say it starts with a discipline. You have to make a decision that this is what I'm going to do. Commit myself to. Yes. I'm going to commit myself to me. I'm going to work on me in 2023. And from there, it, you're not always going to feel it. Yes. Don't go off your feelings. Your feelings are going to throw you off. Oh my goodness. You yes. need to create a discipline. I'm going to do this time, same place, same time, same place. Same. I don't care if it's 10 minutes that you give yourself. It's 10 more minutes that you're giving yourself right now. Yes. And you sit in the same place at the same time. You make an appointment and you keep it because yes. you are just as important to keep an appointment with than anyone else's. Yes. Don't let anything get in the way. Create a discipline And it will become a desire when you start to see the outcomes that are advantageous. And once it becomes a desire, you're no longer going to have to fight so hard to keep yourself a priority. Yes. Yes. Thank you again. I mean, this is like, this has been amazing. And just the things you were saying, you were touching point. It's, I coach women on that of developing a healthy self-care regimen is what you were just saying. By when you do that, that is creating that discipline saying that I am betting on me that I'm going to make, as you said, I'm going to make an appointment with myself. Right. Right. Because I'm going to, I'm going to put that on my calendar, right. My time for me, even if it's just 10 minutes, right. Having that time when you're taking out that time, right. Give yourself a time out, right. When you take time out for yourself. And so that is so very important. Thank you. Thank you again for coming on, for sharing these jewels and just being open and honest and vulnerable with us, right? Of what you found to be helpful and what that means to work on you in 2023, right? You said working on me in 2023. 2023. That's right. Well, thank you for having me. I, I really appreciate it. It was exciting. It was fun. And this is kind of what my heart likes to do is just let people know we're real people with yeah. real issues who love a real God. And that's all it comes down to, right? It. It, that, none of us are perfect. We're, we're just not. Stop, stop, stop even trying. But thank you for yes. thank you for having me on. I appreciate You're it. You're so very welcome. Thank you. Thank you.
Well, everyone, I hope that you have been enlightened, that you have been inspired, that you have received some bit of nuggets along that way and the jewels that we just heard with Pastor Shy on what that means when you say I'm working on me for 2023, doing those things that are very important. So the, I'm going to just leave you with what she just said. Develop a healthy self-care regimen because that is what is going to help you with your mental wellness. That is going to, that is what's going to help reach, refuel, recharge, rejuvenate you so that you can do all the things that you love to do and that you want to do as far as assisting with others. And if you're having a difficult time with being able to do that, go ahead and go onto my website, drnicolearcady.com and just click on that link that's going to take you to ANA Wellness Academy, where there's different types of courses, professional courses, personal courses, all for, for professional development, where they are quick, they're short, and they're designed for you to assist you, one, in helping to help set some boundaries and develop and create that health, that healthy self-care regimen. Well, I hope that this has been good. I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful, fantabulous day. If you have not already followed me on this podcast, please just click subscribe. And that way you'll be alerted when anything comes back on. Subscribe also to my YouTube channel, Dr. Nicole or Katie. That way, whenever you see a video, it'll pop up and let you know and alert and click that. So not only the subscribe, but the notification button as well. So you won't ever miss one of these great talks where you're going to get some great nuggets in here and being able to help you towards that wellness. Well, is it that time again? Why is it so very important for me to talk about and for you to know about mental wellness? Well, that's just simple because you matter too. Ta-ta for now, everyone. This is Dr. Nicole Arcady, your mental wellness expert. And I'm here for you.